We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my very good friends and dear listeners. I'm so, so very happy to be spending part of our day together here on Empower Radio. So have you ever wondered why some people seem tortured by circumstances that don't seem like that big of a deal, while other people transcend significant challenges? Why is it some people stay deeply entrenched in victim consciousness, and yet others overcome seemingly insurmountable odds and go on to live thriving, fulfilling, joyful, and empowered lives? We're here to glean wisdom and life lessons from a profound teacher, healer, author, psychologist, and keynote speaker who has indeed transcended what most would agree to be one of the most horrifying atrocities in our world's history. She has been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey, featured on CNN and TED Talks, and countless television and radio interviews. I'm so very honored to have her here with us today on Journey to Center. We're here with Dr. Dr. Edith Eva Eager. Edith grew up with her sister and parents in a small town in Hungary. At 16, she was a normal teenager practicing ballet and gymnastics, going to school and spending time with her boyfriend. Her life changed forever in March of 1944 when Hungarian Nazis came to Edith's house and arrested her family. They were sent to Auschwitz, the heinous death camp, where shortly thereafter, her parents were sent to the gas chambers and killed. After spending nearly a year there, enduring a living hell, a young American soldier noticed her hand moving slightly amongst a number of dead bodies. He summoned medical help and brought Edith back from the brink of death. After the war, Edith moved to Czechoslovakia, where she met a man she would marry. In 1949, they moved to the United States, where she went on to study psychology and then attain her Ph.D. Today, Dr. Eager lives in La Jolla, California, where she's been a doctor of psychology for over 40 years. She's a prolific author and member of several professional associations. She has a clinical practice in La Jolla, California, and holds a faculty appointment at the University of California, San Diego. While Dr. Egan certainly could have made the choice to remain a permanent victim, and nobody would have ever begrudged her that, she realized early on that true freedom can only be found by forgiving, letting go, and moving on. So Dr. Eager, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation today. Thank you for your beautiful words. And uh, yes, uh, I think uh, we must really recognize that we are one of a kind and unique and authentic and that there never never ever be another you or me Mm-hmm. And I take that very seriously, um, mm-hmm. not just as a survivor, but someone who I believe can really tell the world that it's not what happens to us, it's what we do with it. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I was so fortunate to have a brief conversation with you just the other day, and I took so many notes because you said so many things that were incredibly profound and wise. So I'd like to just start with um, one of the things you spoke of. You talked about revenge versus forgiveness. 
So I'd like to hear a little bit more about your perspective on that. So often when bad things happen, we want to get revenge. And you you can speak to this in such a beautiful way. So why choose forgiveness, Dr. Eager? Why? Well, you see, I am, um, I am a person who wants to, uh, not only wants to, but determined to have the best of everything and to have a life. Uh, where I'm free, I'm free from fear and uh, and the need to get even with someone or the need to be right. And uh, so I believe that revenge will possibly give you some form of satisfaction because, you know, that's what I hear all the time. Um, oh, I told him such and such, and he did to me, and then I did that, and now we're even. You see, but I think that is very, very temporary. Mm-hmm. See, I want, I want the long-term hedonism, not the short-term. Yes. And I think forgiveness to me means that I deserve to have the gift of God that gave me a choice, gave me a choice whether I can really uh, look at someone and what I don't like in them to look at that in me. Mm-hmm. There is a Nazi in every one of us. There is kindness and goodness and, and a Mother Teresa in every one of us. But to be a human, I want to accept the fact that I'm not perfect and I'm going to make mistakes. And uh, perfectionism is really not um, where I can truly find the balance in my life. Mm -hmm. So to me, forgiveness is a gift that I give to myself. Mm -hmm. It's not forgiving them for what they did to me. No, I forgive myself to put judgment on someone else. Mm So beautifully stated, and I, I actually, so truth. I'm actually quoting you a patient that I had because she was so angry at her husband because he had an affair, and and it's perfectly all right, you know, uh, to be disappointed as long as you don't get discouraged, mm. and uh, and to really uh, when she told me I don't know if I can forgive my husband, I asked her to repeat. After me, and she didn't like me for saying that. <laughs> I said I forgive myself for putting judgment on my husband. Well, she wants to kill me now. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. And so I bring down the big guns because she was wearing a big cross, and um, she can't couldn't argue with me after that. I said, "What did Jesus say to the woman who committed adultery?" Mm-hmm. Did did he judge her? So you see, I kind of bring people up and facts, facts. You know, not I, not anything that is really not have been proven throughout the ages that love is what we're born with. Yes, and we you learn to judge your husband. You learn to be against this and against that. You see, I was very suicidal after I was liberated because because I was very ill. Mm-hmm. 
and I could hardly breathe. And when I got in, up in the morning, I didn't say what. I said, what for? Mm. My parents are not coming back. And I was faced with reality, and I wanted to kill myself. And I know, you know, that God that I discovered in Auschwitz that came from within me told me, if you die, you're going to be a coward, but if you live... I'm going to give you something to get up for, to live for something. Mm. And, and, and I remember that's how everything changed for me in terms of acknowledging that I can, what I did in Auschwitz, I can rise above my needs and commit myself to my sister. I just spoke to my sister, by the way. She's 95 years old. And she is a brilliant um, master in bridge. Mm-hmm. She even knew Omar Sharif, and uh, and she she's brilliant. But in Auschwitz, we had to really take care of each other. And she was heavier than I was. And I remember I ate the soup the night before, but I saved the bread so I could really uh, somehow recognized that Magda was suffering more from hunger than I was. So all we had was each other then, and of course all we have is each other now, and I hope that I can really guide people, I like to call myself a guide, how to really empower each other with our differences. Mm, so beautiful. That I can be I and you can be you. It doesn't mean I'm better than or less than anyone yes. else. I am one of a kind, diamond. Yes, you In are. Yes, yeah. you are. You are yes. flawless. And I love your voice, by the way. I, <laughs> I, I love your, your genuine, beautiful, <laughs> kind. I love kindness. Kindness goes very far with me. Kindness. And you, you are so kind. I know I read stories about how you would dance for the gentleman that murdered your parents, and you would get an extra bit of bread. And then that's share right. it with the girls that you were. Exactly. Um, that yes. saved my life. Yes. Because when I was in the in the death march, and uh, if you stopped, you were shot right away. And they formed a human chair with their arms, and they carried me so I wouldn't die. Isn't that amazing that the worst can really bring out the best in us? I have goosebumps just from hearing your voice and imagining what you've walked through and it's true I lived it I lived it I lived it I experienced it that uh, uh, that if you if you were just for me 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 you didn't make it that's exactly right you lived from a place of compassion early on and you do to this day so that's another quality I'd really like to explore with you Dr. Eager because you spoke of it so beautifully with me in our last conversation the quality of compassion and I think it's important to really cultivate for ourselves and for the others even those people that are unkind those people that cheat or lie or betray Mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit more about that well, you know, I had a young boy one time coming to me, and uh, he was 14 years old, and he told me that he's a boot boy, and I didn't know anything about boots, but I noticed that he was wearing 
brown boots and a brown shirt and and so after a while he he got up and if I may I will quote what he told me. Yes. Okay. He said, Hey Doc, it's time for America to be white again. Hmm. And I'm gonna kill all the Jews, all the use the N word um, all the chinkos and all the mescans. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference between reacting or responding. Yes. I believe that people are not coming to me, they're sent to me. Hmm. So I asked God, what is this all about? And uh, because if I would have reacted, when you react, you don't think. I would have probably shaken up that boy and tell him, who do you think you're talking to? You know? <laughs> yes. I saw my mother going to the gas chamber, but but um, I think God told me to find the bigot in me. Mm. And I started to argue with God that I'm not a bigot because I came to America penniless and I worked in a factory, and I always went to the colored bathroom, and I I stood for, uh, was with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Anyway, I kept going, 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 and God said to me, find the bigot in you. And that made me look at that boy from a different perspective, just like I did with the Nazis. I felt sorry for them. I thought they were the prisoners. And I felt so sorry for that boy that he went to David Koresh and they told him that he now, now he's going to be powerful, that he can really kick to all these people. To, and, and, and all of a sudden, I felt such pity for that poor boy who was thrown out of his home and, and he, he, he was already on the bottom of the totem pole. And now he found somebody who's going to told him that he's going to be powerful. Mm -hmm. And I remember my whole body changed. I opened myself up. I looked at him as lovingly as I could. And, you know, we women, we're very good at that. We provide the place where people can feel any feelings without the fear of being judged. And I told him, please tell me more. See? Mm -hmm. So I teach people to respond rather than react. Yeah, that's so incredibly the, powerful. Yeah, because when you react, you become like them. And so there is another way. There is a kindness. It doesn't mean I agree with you. It doesn't mean anything that you say that I uh, go along with. Um but love is time, and I give you time, and I ask you to to tell me, because what comes out of our body doesn't make us ill. What stays in there does, and I didn't tell anyone I was in Auschwitz. I had my secret. Mm -hmm. That's, you, you're going to see that in my book is going to be published September 5th, and it's called The Choice. 
I can't wait to read it and get you back on again because <laughs> you, you have so quickly much. become one of my favorite humans. I love all humans, but I have a particular fondness for you right now, Dr. Eager. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's just that uh, I just came back from from White House, Texas. Oh, really? And I spoke White House, Texas. And I'm going to tell you that they decided that they're going to have a day every year to celebrate Dr. Edith Eva Eager. Isn't just, that wonderful that just, I achieved just one day? the little just immigrant one? <laughs> that comes to America penniless? And I'm oh. telling you, and those precious children, those eyes were looking at me. They were about a thousand something kids. And they, they, uh, and they have a song for me, and and I thought, thank you, God, for giving me an opportunity uh, that I can really, really give people a choice yes. that they may never be victims, because I refused to be a victim. I was victimized. That was done to me. And I work with sexually abused women who kept their secret for 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, I, I can see the way they are having that rebirth, that renaissance, uh, not going back, but the new beginning. Yes. And not well, the have... new me, but the real me. Yes. That you reclaim your innocence. Mm-hmm. You reclaim the innocence. You assign the shame and guilt to the perpetrator. And then that's what I did. I went back to Auschwitz. So I so I take your precious hand and I take you on a journey to look at where you've been. And there's something I cannot change. is your past. But we see how you somehow... No matter how much your ancestors suffered, they made it. So you come from good stock. And that's the <laughs> fact. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. I mean, that's maybe that's silly to say, but I see you have dug so deep into your own soul. And you're sharing mm-hmm. this profound and exquisite light with anybody who has the honor of being in your presence and mm-hmm. you give us hope so that we too can dig deep and become the wounded healers and bright lights in the world. You really Thank are you. a living example of such exquisite, profound spiritual qualities. We're all wounded and that's yes. why I'm so, so blessed to be a member of the healing arts profession and healing is different from curing. I like to talk to cancer patients as they get their chemo so we can really work together. The curing, the healing is an inside job that you look within you and you recognize that if you survive, you're never going to be the same. You're going to be much better. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a survivor and not a victim of anything or anyone at any time. You are you. Yes. Yeah. And if you keep going and glean the lessons that Dr. Eager is speaking of, you can become a thriver, not just survive, but get to the place love that. of joy. I, I, I was always looking for another word. Survivor <laughs> to me was is not really clicking very well with me. 
Well, I love that thrive. word. Thank you so much. I love <laughs> oh, that God. because I'm still, I have yet to arrive, you know. I'm still in the process of climbing that mountain and, yes. and slipping and climbing and, of course, never stop climbing. I'm going to be 90 years old, September 29th, and the book is coming out September 5th. So I'm certainly so, so grateful to be alive. Oh, and I'm so grateful you're alive. And I have a birthday September 24th. So I'm a oh, fellow you Libra. And I are Libra. And maybe, yes, I'm a Libra too. So maybe I'll get you back on in September and we'll celebrate our birthdays and the birth that of this incredible beautiful. book. It's beautiful. So one of the last things I want to talk about uh, Dr. Eager, is something we, we spoke of the other day. You talked about happiness versus joy, and you say there's a big difference. So yes. how, can, how can we claim joy for ourselves? What's the difference, and how can we get to the place of sustained happiness, sustained joy? Well, to recognize that when you have joy, you look at life differently. You look at life from inside out rather than outside in. When you look at happiness, you kind of thinking that someone is going to come along and make you happy. And so I, I see the difference that one is more uh, outside and one is more inside. So true. You know, my book titles are called um, Manifesting Love from the Inside Out and Pro- Manifesting Prosperity yes. from the Inside Out. And I, I want that to out read too. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so many of us try to chase happiness and we get what we want and we're still not happy. So what what is missing? And I think it's this piece that you're addressing right now, Edith. It's the inside job. Joy and compassion, love is an inside job. And it's who we are. Fear is what we're taught. Ego and separation is what we're taught. We need to remember who we really are. Well, we are also recognizing that the biggest prison and the biggest concentration camp is in our own minds. And the way we do that when we say, if only, if only I would have done that or I could have, and having regrets, but of course we cannot uh, turn the clock. But also, we also go to the future. I won't be happy until, and then we miss the present. And that's the only thing you and I have that's all we have is the present. I can only touch you now. Mm. So that's what keeps me young, coming <laughs> to 90, that I don't really pay much attention to my numbers and my chronological age because I, I am living in the present and I think young. Yes, you do. And you look wonderful and you do high kicks. I do the high kicks. I did it too, yes, in uh, in Texas. Not as good as I I used to because I have a very bad case of scoliosis and I lost about six inches of my height. And I was told so wonderfully that that I am short in stature, but my spirit is as big as the ocean. And I just loved it. I want my spirit to soar and uh, get up in the morning and I ask other people to honor yourself and hug yourself 
and self-love is self-care. It's not narcissistic. I say that all the time. Self-love, self-care is about taking care of our soul self, and then we can take care of others. The soul self that is there when you're born, and it's there when we die, yes. And I think it's just about remembering that truth while we're we're still here on this side of the veil. That's and, the truth, honey. That's uh, the yes. truth. Those, I'm so grateful are. you said yes to that. And I'm so grateful you said yes to this conversation. I like and, yeses. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. I, yes, I yes, like yes. yeses rather than I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I like the yeses. Yes. And yes, you are a beautiful interviewer. And yes, hopefully we can meet in person. I live in La Jolla. I live in paradise. Yes, you and do. And I'm top of the mountain here and celebrating every moment of life. Oh, my gosh. And I'm celebrating you. So, Dr. Eager, is there a way people can find you? Do you have a website? How can I people do connect have a website. You? It's, uh, it's <clears throat> www.dr.com. D-R-E-D-I-E, Dr. Edie.com. Dr. Edie.com, D-R-E-D-I.com. Well, that's easy. Yeah, I think, I think so. I, I never look at it, but uh, something there. Somebody's actually working on my website and wants to update it before my book comes out. Yes, and you have a book coming out in September. My- Simon and Schuster, yeah. I'm um, cool. so excited. So the excited choice. to read your book. The yeah, Choice. And I'm glad you've made the choices you have to get where you are, Dr. Eager, because you are yeah. such a bright light, such a beautiful soul. I'm mm. so honored to have this conversation with you and hope to do it again soon. Thank you so much. And you keep continuing your precious, wonderful, loving voice, the way you touch people's lives. Oh, thank you. God bless you, Dr. Eager. God bless to my you listeners. too, honey. Yes, to my listeners, thank you for being part of this exquisite and magical conversation with this earth angel. And you know what? You're an earth angel as well. If you want to be in touch, I think relationship heals. So be in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram. You can look up Journey to Center or Tammy Balashevsky or go to my website. I want to hear from you. God bless you. We love you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Thank you.